Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Community Conversations. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Are you a parent who has wondered how the schools make decisions about what to feed your kids every day? Today, we're going to answer that question. Five days a week, nine months a year, not only do our kids go to school to be educated, but they go to school to be fed at lunchtime. And the quality of their food will affect not only their health, but will affect how well they learn. The public schools feed hundreds of Belmont kids lunch every day, every year, from the time they start school as little kids until the time they graduate as young adults. Accordingly, for today's show, I have invited Dustin O'Brien, Director of Food Service for the Belmont Public Schools, to talk with us about precisely how they do that. Dustin, welcome, and thank you for taking time to come and talk with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for the opportunity. Dustin, before we really get to uh, start talking about how you plan menus and what you feed your kids, uh, I'd like to ask you some just basic questions about what goes on with uh, uh, with the foods. So I, I started out by talking about uh, serving lunches. The Belmont schools feed uh, or serve breakfast as well? Yes. In some of our schools, in Belmont High School, the Wellington, and the Butler Elementary, we do offer breakfast. Uh, we do have on deck another school uh, that we're exploring. We're figuring out logistics now and trying to have that available for the start of the next school year. And can kids bring their uh, own lunches to school? Yes, absolutely. There's no discouragement from kids being able to pack their own lunch and bring it in. And can kids go home for lunch? When I was a kid, uh, it was always a big deal to walk home for lunch and then be back for the afternoon. Right. So that's an option only at Belmont High School. There is uh, off-campus opportunities for them so they can come and go as they please throughout the day. And sometimes they do leave for lunch. And do kids or do families pay for their uh, lunches and breakfasts? So we've moved completely to a POS, uh, POS software for how we're taking payments now. We do take some cash payments in the schools. But what we've offered over the last few years is a website called myschoolbox.com where parents and um, students can log on, upload funds, you know, via, via the web, and all they need from the district is their local student ID number, and how they can get that is by calling our all the uh, calling the food service office. The the Belmont schools offer. Uh, there's going to be a question mark after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, offer free and reduced school lunches and breakfasts. So all school districts offer um, meals at free or reduced. Uh, pricing, what has to happen is there an application that goes out at the beginning of the school year. It's readily available online. You can submit it anytime, but what it is is basically taking the family's financial situation into account based on how many household members, and then we put it into a system, and it will it will generate if they qualify for free redu- free reduced meals. And my understanding is people can do that online. Yes. Now, can make application for that online now. Absolutely. So starting this at the beginning of this school year, we offer a service now that they can submit that application, fill out fill out everything online, and takes you know four to five minutes to fill out. If they have any questions, they can call us, but they can submit it right into our system. We get it the next morning, process it, and they're good to go for lunch that day. And when you say call us, is there a number to call? Sure. So one eight hundred help. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. So to call our 
office directly, it is 617-993-5871. You will either receive uh, myself on the other end or the Assistant Food Service Director, Gail Milani. Um, Both of us are more than willing to help you with anything you have. So to uh, make clear that that comment about the the help number was a joke, it's uh, 993-5871. Correct. Is the number to call. Great. Let's talk about menu planning. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that... uh, uh, I got the idea for asking you in after I watched the movie Fed Up, mm-hmm. and I thought it presented uh, fascinating questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, could you talk generally for uh, a minute about how you plan menus? Uh, mm-hmm. The notion of feeding however many hundreds of kids for nine months a year is somewhat mm-hmm. daunting. Right? Can you t- uh, tell us generally first, and then we'll drill down. Right. So there is a great question. There are a number of factors that go into it. It's not super cut and dry, but our first overall goal is to provide a nutritious and affordable option for all families, right? This is an option for students in school. So the factors that go into that is the nutrition guidelines that have been laid out for us. Also that goes into that is student acceptance, the cost, the local product available, the seasonality, all of those items are factors. The, the offerings we have from, um, you know, as, as you may or may not be aware, it's a, it's a subsidized program, right? We get a lot of help, and that's why we get to, to present this meal at such an affordable rate. So there's an offer sheet that comes out monthly that we can pick and choose from, which is, you know, it could be vegetables, proteins, fruits, anything like that. And we move forward basically mid-month for the following month to plan weekly menus out, and then we will send that out at the end of end of the month end of the month for the next month. And the offer sheet comes out from whom? So the offer sheet comes out from the USDA, and it's a number of different products and quantities to choose from. And what we do is we try to gauge what we're going to use for the next month and plan accordingly. We we place that order. It gets delivered about three weeks after, and it gets delivered to all of our schools dire- directly. Um, so we do we do the best we can in forecasting, and it actually works out really well for our ladies. The um, uh, the notion of planning for both first graders and mm-hmm. high school seniors mm-hmm. seems somewhat daunting. I, I, I'm going to use that word a lot, I guess. But right. uh, h- how do you make the the choices between what you feed first graders, who mm-hmm. I would think would be more choosy, I would guess, mm-hmm. and how you feed high school kids. Right. So we're our, we're our, we have variety at all levels. It's just a matter of to what extent we go. At the secondary schools, we take a lot more risk in what we're offering. Um, you know, at, at the high school in general, we have a salad bar. We have a deli bar. We have a grab-and-go station. We have two hot entree lines, and we try to get those kids through and and have enough time to you know get their nourishment and go to their next class at the secondary it's it's very similar um at when we do talk about the elementary we do have to be a little bit more cautious because kids are picky eaters we often um you know i've been in the in the cafeteria where we've had kids upset that a certain item is touching another item on the plate so you know we'd have to go back and uh, we're, ve- we're very cognizant of of 
what demographic we're dealing with and what age group we're dealing with. Uh, Talking about that for a minute, to go off on a a little bit of a tangent, uh, do you you actually go into the cafeterias uh, to see what kids are eating and what they're throwing away? We, I am in the schools, uh, generally in every single building weekly. Um, I'll go in and I'll ta- I'll chat with our staff. I'll chat with the students, see what's working, what's not working. Our staff has great relationships uh, at all levels. It's it's impressive to see how many of our staff know the kids by names when they're seeing hundreds to two, you know anywhere from 100 to 400 kids a day. Uh, it's really impressive. So we rely heavily on on our ladies to develop those relationships and, and learn. Um, they definitely will, will let me know, you know, this item, this menu option's not working. Okay, well, you know, we gave it a shot and we'll learn from that in the future. Do you make decisions between things such as white bread versus mm-hmm. wheat bread or white rice versus brown rice, right. uh, the things that my doctor tells me that I should be paying attention to? Right. So so when we're talking about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive this into whole grains, right? So over the last five years, there was a major shift in what we could and couldn't offer. And basically with whole grains, out of all the grains you're offering, your baked goods, you know, um, your bagels, things like that, out of what you're offering, 51% of those so ha- have to be whole grain. So uh, we make those decisions. You would still, you still will find, um, you know, white rice in some of our, our menu options, but you'll also see that we're balancing it with a lot of grains as well. And do you serve desserts or healthy desserts? Is there such a thing as a healthy dessert? So as far as desserts are concerned, we do not focus on desserts really much at all. Um, it might be once a month and it might be surrounding, you know, a special day, Valentine's Day, we'll have a whole grain heart-shaped cookie, things like that. But as far as desserts, it's not a focus of ours. Now, I, uh, my daughter's been out of the Belmont schools for a few years now, but I remember Allison had a friend who ate nothing at home. Mm-hmm. Ate nothing but baked potatoes. Uh, how do you deal with uh, with choosy eaters like that? It seems like you could put food. In, uh, you can give food to kids, but you can't make them eat it. Right. I mean, that's that's definitely part of the challenge. Um, we try to. Uh, I'll go back to this point where we try to offer variety. We try to hit every palate and. We do the best we can with that. We we work individually with families on what their preferences are, um, and I I am in direct contact with one family in particular where where we're kind of guiding their meals every every single week. Uh, so it's definitely tough, but we do the best to keep it fresh, change it, changing it up, and uh, try to hit everyone that we can. And you deal with uh, again this. I'm gonna put this as a comment, but it's really a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to deal with vegetarians, and and are there uh, students who are vegans? There are. There's definitely more requests at the high school level than any other other level, and we do a really good job of, of listening to them and offering vegetarian and vegan options you know, they, they have their daily options where they can pick and choose out of the salad bar and the deli bar and make their own, their own items. Main entree days are generally 
protein focus as the nutrition guidelines are protein protein focused they have to be part of those those components but we do have vegetarian and vegan options and gluten-free options available in all the schools uh, and you've mentioned the the nutrition guidelines a, a couple of times uh, mm -hmm. is it is that something that can be easily summarized easily summarizing the nutrition guidelines is certain nutrition groups are analyzed on a weekly basis, so we plan our menus accordingly. The easiest way to, I'll take the vegetable component, just that's the easiest one to understand. As far as on a weekly basis, we have to make sure we're offering the rainbow of colors, right? So leafy greens, uh, orange, orange, you know, orange vegetables, so sweet potatoes, um, any sort of red options, red pepper strips, things like that. So we have to hit all of those every single week. It might not necessarily be featured with the main entree, but it's featured on some sort of bar that they can pick and choose from. And it's a good thing to change colors of vegetables. Right. Comma, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's, you know, there's a, there's a heavy focus on eating the rainbow, right? Even on a daily basis, we try to, we are outlined to, try to handle it on a weekly basis, but we're doing more more and above on that. Do the kids uh, have explanations uh, provided to them about what's being fed, uh, fed to them, or you simply uh, prepare the, the foods and the kids take what they... Uh... Did, did that make sense? So do you explain eating the rainbow to... To the kids, we have a certain. There's a there's a week in October that we work heavily with the elementary school nurses. It's called Pack Week, and it's and it's basically pack a color a day, where the it's emphasized that they're bringing something from home of a certain color and how that's how that's pushed pushed ahead in the actual buildings is they're supposed to wear a color that is associated with whatever vegetable or fruit subgroup that they brought for the day. So there is a bit of marketing. Are we marketing and educating solely out of our office? No, I would not say. I'd say our focus is offering, you know, a nutritious meal. So, One thing that is going on in Belmont today uh, over the years or over time, but there's an increasing Asian population uh, in Belmont. Do you have to take into account cultural differences in uh, in serving foods? Sure. So we even have a very diverse uh, team of staff uh, in, the, in the food service department. We don't focus on a specific, uh, you know, cuisine. We've featured, we've featured Indian, we've featured Mexican, Italian, Chinese. In the spring at BHS, we work with a local sushi provider, uh, sushi, sushi Sushi in Cambridge. And he will drop off fresh sushi rolls a few times a week come the springtime. I would like to remind our listeners that we are speaking today with Dustin O'Brien. Dustin is the director of food service for the Belmont Public Schools. Uh, Dustin handles the food service for K through 12. Dustin, I would like to uh, ask one last thing about the, the nature of food, and that has to do with drinks. Do you, uh, we've been talking about food, but it seems like whether one 
serves orange juice or milk or water makes a big difference too. How, how do you address drinks? I think there's, I think there's a few different ways you can you can look at that. One one with certain items with milk products with 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 fruit juices. I think a lot of those decisions start at the home, right? It's what what is the best decision for my child? Um, water is not considered to be part of a reimbursable meal as there's no nutritional value. But does that mean you're not drinking water every day? No, I think it's a I think it's a heavy I think it's a it's a heavy portion of what your daily consumption could be. When you're choosing between fruit juice and milk, we only offer 100% fruit juice in a four ounce container, uh, and it and it's classified as covering a half cup of fruit. Does that mean it's better than milk? I'm not the one t- to make that decision. I think it's um, I think a lot of what we offer the decisions have to start in the home. One thing about fruit juice is uh, I'm a diabetic, and drinking fruit juice isn't a good thing f- uh, for me because it's uh, uh, it's sugary. Uh, how do you avoid the sugary? Or uh, the, let me finish one thought. How do you avoid the the sugary nature of fruit juices, or is that uh, a, a gross generalization? So that's a tough that's a tough question to answer as. We, as I've stated previously, we're given an outline as to what we can offer, and these 100% fruit juices are, are part of it. So we can't completely, um, you know, go away go away from them. We still want students, uh, you know, being able to consume something, right? Rather than, uh, you know, we want them to we want them to be able to consume something and get through their day. And, you know, if, if fruit juice is an option for them and we're outlined that way, we're going to serve it because the kids do enjoy it as well. And is soda available? No, soda is not available in any uh, Belmont school to any students. Uh, including uh, vending machines? Are there vending machines? There are vending machines in some of the schools. What students have access to is seltzer and Snacks that are considered to be part of the A-list. Now, the A-list, again, are snacks that have been approved by the USDA for service in schools. Those have changed drastically over the last five to six years. Um, you're, not, you're not seeing super high-fat fa- content snacks. You're not seeing uh, soda available for, for the schools. You're, not, you're, you're just not seeing it anymore. It's, it's been pushed in a totally different direction. Is there a major concern that you hear from parents about what gets uh, that, that you consistently hear from parents about uh, what gets fed to their kids? Not consistently. We actually get a lot of praise for what we serve in the uh, breakfast and lunch program. There's definitely suggestions, and we're we're open to taking suggestions at all times. As far as the vending machines and why they're available, we have students that are getting to that school, you know, anywhere from seven to seven thirty a.m. and are not going home until seven at night. So there has to be an option for them during when you know when we stop serving lunch to that whole entire window. If they're not going off site for anything, they need to have. A, have access to something. Having just gone to see Chicago mm-hmm. the uh, last weekend at the high school, uh, it was evident that there were 200 kids I- involved with uh, with that. So mm-hmm. I assume that that's the sort of uh, uh, 
not dawn to dusk. Well, it could be dawn to dusk. Uh, the those Chicago kids must have spent a lot of time at the school mm-hmm. uh, and needed something after lunch, but before going home. Right, right. Some 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 of our students do not have the option to go home after school if they're taking part in extracurricular activities. Um, so there has to be something on site for them. Moving away from what foods get served. Can we talk for a minute about the mechanics of, uh, of serving uh, food? First, how, how many kids do you feed every day, would you say? Do you know that number right offhand? Off the top of our head, we serve anywhere between 1,200 and 1,700 kids a day. Um, that's mainly lunch numbers. So and that's over all six schools. That's over all six buildings, right? So we have the highest population at the high school and the Chenery. And how we plan for that is is basically off past. Um, we've been watching enrollment and student particip- participation um, increase over the last few years. So we've adapted to that. But our head cooks are we rely heavily on them for their forecasting for the future. They know their schools. Um, I'm not making the ordering decisions for those schools. I'm giving them the groundwork and they're giving me the feedback and the numbers. Um, So as far as the mechanics are concerned, everything's prepared in house Um, with the exception of Papaginos that gets delivered once a week to all the buildings. They're doing all of the prep work, all the ordering, all the forecasting, the food production records all in house. So each school has its own kitchen. Correct. And that's, uh, from my preparation for uh, today, uh, my understanding is that's a good thing. That's a great thing. I've, so I've been with Belmont for three and a half years, and I came from uh, Barnstable Public Schools and before that Smithfield, Rhode Island, in, or Smithfield Public Schools in Rhode Island. And we did have satellite schools there where there was a main central kitchen and, and items were getting shipped out to lower schools. Uh, on a daily basis, that's a way bigger animal to try to uh, try to contain. I absolutely love that we have the capability to to build these meals in our own kitchens. And in, in having your own kitchens, in essence, what you're doing is running a, a gigantic restaurant, right? Uh, and in doing that, you not only have to decide. This is my reaction to some of what you're saying. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. But uh, uh, you not only have to decide what to feed people, but you have to worry about things such as inventory control. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that doesn't seem like it marches forward, uh, but it does. I mean, it's logical. You you have to worry about inventory control and what you throw away, mm-hmm. uh, right? Right. So... It, to parallel how most um, school districts struggle with is, is space, right? So we don't really have a ton of space to work with. So as far as keeping an eye on on our kitchens and our inventory control, it's rather easy to do because there's nowhere really for else for it to go. So I could go into any kitchen. Our head cooks know what is what is where. I don't see on what we call the back of the house a lot of waste. You talk about the head cooks. Uh, can you talk for a moment about the, your staff that does the, the preparation? Uh, I assume that there are more people in the kitchen at the high school than 
at the elementary school simply because they're serving more kids? Right. So we have a number of staff in Belmont High School and at the Chenery Middle School. They are offering a fair amount more than um, what the elementary what the elementary schools are, and they are given tasks on a daily basis for what the menu option could be, and they could be responsible for cupping fruit, uh, you know, slicing vegetables, any anything like that. And we rely heavily on everybody on our on our team to get it done. And that's all done on site. Correct. Um, can you talk for a moment about? How, if at all, well, let me ask the question. Do you have as a priority or as a consideration the purchase of food from local growers? Uh, Belmont's got its own farm. Do you purchase from uh, the Mike's farm? We have worked with Mike in the past. We're not working with him currently. Uh, as far as the school year and the New England growing season. Of course. They jive in the spring and the fall, and we do our best that, to get what we can from our local vendors. So we have a relationship with a few. Um, we've worked with Mike at Belmont Acres in the past. We have, uh, we've partnered with Iggy's Bread. We've been working with them for about three years. I think everyone knows that they're based in Cambridge and provide an excellent product. Our most recent addition is proteins, right? Not a lot of schools public schools are serving local proteins. We've teamed up with Walden Local Meat based out of Burlington, and they provide us grass-fed beef and pork products uh, twice a month for our secondary schools. So we've been featuring that since February, and it has been going over great with the kids. Uh, As far as other local providers, we just teamed up with a company called What's Good, and they basically will pull a number of farms to let us know what product they have available and then we're able to pick and choose from that so that would be an absolute collaborative of a number of local providers and do you have a relationship with the belmont farmers market uh not specifically with the belmont farmers market but we do try to work as much as we can with the local growers that's uh that's fascinating Uh, if i were to ask you if there's and this may be an unfair question, but uh, if there's, is there any misconception that uh, you believe that is generally, you know, how things get out in the public and people say, oh, the Belmont Public Schools do A, B, or C, and you're sitting back saying, no, we really don't? I think a big misconception is what is served as far as in the vending machines. The vending machines get a really bad rap, and it's items that we try to have available for those students that are there on long days. Um, It's available on our website or at the Belmont Public Schools website and go down to the uh, food service link. You can get all the information we have available on on that link, and it will break down all the nutritionals um, of products that we do provide. We do not provide on our menus specific nutritionals for the day as menu options. You know, we, we're also dealing with a number of vendors trying to give us the product, and sometimes it doesn't show up. So we, we try not to be overly informative on what the nutritionals are for the day, but we can always provide it on a weekly basis. That's great. Uh, Dustin, it's been great fun today. The The clock is ticking down on us, so... We need to wrap this up, but 
I really do appreciate uh, taking time out of a morning, no less. You have a lunch uh, coming up here in a couple hours, but uh, I appreciate your, your taking time to be here. Excellent. Roger, thank you for having me. It was great. We've been talking today with Dustin O'Brien. Dustin is Director of Food Service for the Belmont Public Schools, and we've been talking about how Dustin and therefore the Belmont Public Schools make decisions about how they feed our kids every day. Uh, I would like to thank Dustin again for joining us, and I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. You can listen to our Community Conversations podcast by accessing it online at the BMC Podcast Network at uh, belmontmedia.org. And you can also download us from iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Thank you for Community Conversations, and I will talk to you again in two weeks.